0: Previously on the Shaky Town Radio Hour. Cool,
1: thank you for listening to the Shaky Town Radio Hour. I'm
0: Libby Ward. I am Gene George. Still Bob Schreier. Bfh.
1: I'm Lizzie Pilcher. <gasps> what do I do? It's your big moment. Oh my! I don't know what to say. Good night, or good evening, or oh fuck.
2: <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks for coming, Lizzie. Uh, here's your uh, appearance
1: fee. Appearance
2: fee. Wait a minute. We... Since when do we start paying? I totally for this? told her that she really wanted. I really wanted her to be on. we, we can't afford to pay. For the show. We, told we don't make any money on the show. I told her we pay, we pay for the We pay for the show out of our own pockets.
0: Guys, I just got a cease and desist text from L M N O. Apparently, we can't. We have to pay if we mention James Manderbeek.
2: Hey, there's no money for this. We can't pay for this. I. How?
3: I'm leaving. What? What? You can't leave.
2: You can't leave. You owe us 50 bucks. Yeah. How are What the crap? Just a James Banner beacon minute.
0: The wheels have really come off this wagon.
2: Is this this his house? This is his house. Right? Well, let's grab some stuff and go. Yeah. Come on. The looting kid.
0: I'm going to make off with his margarita mugs. I'm
1: taking the cat. everyone knows, I am the proprietor of Sneaky Varmint, one of the co-producers at Act Recordingly. I've written for uh, Wake Up 206 Zine in Seattle, and, uh, and of course, as everyone knows, the 5440 Denny Avenue Journal.
0: Wow, that was a lot to keep, uh, keep on a leash. Uh, and I, Bob Schreiner, <laughs> you, you may know from the, from the snarky pages of Chunklet Magazine, uh, Fox Atomic,
1: And we're here after a long, long absence. It hasn't been that long. As we all know, we've been off the air for at least six months. During which time, what was Bob up to?
0: Well, I said I wouldn't come back until we got an oval table. So I'm happy to be back at the oval table. Um...
1: Yeah, after, after the year-long absence, as, as you all know as listeners, uh, we were able to find some alternately shaped tables and sort of uh, regroup. I've been working on content for Sneaky Varmint online, also Act Recordingly. Bob Schreiner invented the, the dimmer switch during our two-year absence from Shaky Town. Patent pending. Homes all over the country are going to be so much happier to not have to deal with either bright brightness or darkness, so much in between.
0: I just wanted to help the scourge of central lighting that America suffers.
1: I finished uh, the pilot for Mafia Heaven, which is headed into production. So, luckily, after being uh, gone for for four years from Shaggy Town Radio, we're going to finally finally get to see my pilot produced.
0: Oh, that's exciting!
1: Yeah. And uh, working on a screenplay.
0: Is that The Wiz 2?
1: Yes. Absolutely. I'm so
0: excited you're the taking Wiz that on. Too.
1: There's
0: a lot of unanswered questions.
1: Yeah. Well, 20 years ago when we were together last, um, I remember you were in the midst of, of sort of a, a legal battle of sorts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a, um, I had gone on. The, it was sort of a hobby at first, but it became lucrative where I was... Was billing fortune 500 companies uh first it was just kind of a joke i billed them 50 dollars for one unit of radness and then they just paid me it must have been a small smaller amount and then i just upped the fee because i don't want to work and then uh, the department of justice came kind of uh counseled me on that being fraudulent so i had to sort of uh, work out some payment arrangements with that but um we're good now, and I can uh, use the internet in a public library.
1: Gosh, Bob Schreiner, you're a real legal tiger. Well. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, since since we have been off the air for half a century now, I think it's about time that Shaky Town got, got the gang back together and reunited.
0: It only feels like a couple weeks. It's good to be back.
1: So, Bob, when, uh, when Shaky Town Radio Hour began back in 1910, uh, there was a, a young, intrepid, Congo expeditionist approached. Now stand-up comedian and writer. Are you guys give it give it to us? Let us have it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen.
1: Ladies and gentlemen.
0: Please rejoice for the triumphant return of Gene George.
2: Hey hey everybody. How's it going? <sighs> what's what's up with the fanfare?
0: Pretty excited to have it would you back. Feel nice.
2: oh. It's
1: been a long time. I forgot what you looked like.
0: I wanted to do breakfast in bed, but
2: you don't sleep near me. I missed you we've so been, much. We've been gone. We've been gone for for a little while. I mean, what has been like? A, like a couple months. I mean, <laughs> thanks. I guess it's been kind of awesome. have a nice welcome.
1: Through through two world wars and four military con- conflicts since since we've last seen each other. Uh,
0: but it feels like old times.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you, we we recorded an episode like a week ago for halloween Me you what? guys i thought you guys just couldn't couldn't make it, Is that uh what did
0: you get yeah. invited no mm. no wow. that must have been before new zealand <laughs> cleaved off of australia
2: <laughs> back back <laughs> in the day plate tectonics yeah. um well, well it's good to be back uh and uh, i guess after such a long hiatus
1: yeah I'm so excited <laughs>
2: Uh, so, uh, you guys been doing good, yeah, 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 great, great things in this time off, all right. Uh, well, Well-rested, you look well rested, both of you, yeah, long,
1: long hibernations,
2: <laughs> long hibernations, many, many
1: winter hibernations. I, uh,
2: I, I've been, uh, I've been keeping busy, um, uh, I, uh, I've been doing lots of stuff with kids, uh, they're, uh, in college, <laughs> no, All no, married? they're they're still kids small, their own. tiny children. I mean, it's only been a few weeks, really, a season, maybe. Mm-hmm. Sure, they're not dwarves. Perhaps. <laughs> well, the the, the nine month old may very well have some sort of dwarfism. We we can't tell yet. Although if he's growing like a weed. Wouldn't it be really weird if you just had like a giant baby? Like, they grew, but they still just stayed like a cherubic little baby.
1: Yeah,
2: that'd be creepy. Yeah, would you be giant baby or baby giant? Well, giant. Giant baby. baby. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: you right. Confensus rules.
2: I don't know, yeah. um, but it's good to be back. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to our, our uh, continuing our, our collaboration here, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm open to any questions you might have uh, about my time off. Uh, I will answer them dishonestly if possible. So, please begin. Shall we?
1: Yeah, tell us about your exciting creative summer endeavors.
2: Um, I stared blankly into space for a, a significant amount of time. Man, probably.
1: So, method.
2: Probably, yeah, I'm the I'm Daniel Davis <laughs> of. of uh, I'm, a, I'm a blank canvas, and when I'm not working, I, I have like a robot shut down to conserve energy. My fish power plant, uh, while long lived. Doesn't have a completely uh, 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 immortal uh, run. So um, mostly, I I just worked and stared off in space and weeped silently to myself in my my few off hours. I kind of like some sort of sweatshop worker and working for a sneaker manufacturer.
1: Wait, so you were making sneakers all summer then?
2: Oh, if only that would then I would have something to show for my endeavors, like sneakers. But in fact, I do not. As a matter of fact, I wore out more shoes than I created. By staring at them. Uh, you know, <laughs> by staring at them. Just entropy. Just burn right through them with Careless gaze. Just, just, just uh, you know, scraping the this, this outer layer constantly. Sleeting radiation from the background noise of the universe. I've lost a few contacts that way. <laughs> Same method. Uh one at a time, right? Not both popular. No not not, not Monica, not, not, not Monica so style. That would be. When you're freaked out by something. <laughs> um other than that, no, just uh, just hanging out with kids. Uh, I did the. I did learn something deeply shocking about myself. Um my own personal journey of introspection.
1: Um Should I hold my breath?
2: <gasps> I'll tell it slowly if you do. <laughs> um now I'm gonna really tell us a little. Hold your breath. <laughs> no, I uh, I I realized that uh, I realized that I've been hearing a song, a very uh, popular and uh, one of my favorite songs, incorrectly for thirty years. That I did not know the lines to the, the music. At the The Smiths. How soon is now? Yeah. No, I'm not done with the story. So, oh no. Yeah.
0: Well, that's just the preface. No, it's
2: that's just the preface. No, no, I, I seriously, and I, I was totally shocked. And I, I, so the line is, "I'm the sun in the air," of, of uh, shyness that is criminally vulgar. I thought it was "sun," like the sun that shines in the sky, and the air, yeah. like you breathe. Um, it's S-O-N and H-E-I-R. So homophones, not something that entered my mind when I was listening to this song for thirty years. 30 years. Wait,
1: did this revelation just like leap to mind or yes. did you did you get your hands on some liner notes?
2: No, well, I, no, I I checked it. I checked my work afterwards, but in context, yeah. it, it seemed absolutely appropriate and I was 100% sure that I was right. When I when when I had the revelation, I I was it was only just confirmation. It was like uh, you know, Einstein's theory of relativity, some somebody actually did the work to confirm that everything, you know, general relativity works the way it does, but Einstein sprang fully formed into his head. He knew it was right. Yeah. yeah. So
1: ultimately, this hiatus has been highly fruitful for you.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you got to meet Einstein. Yeah. Well, you know, having <laughs> been dead for years, the meeting didn't go as well as I would have expected, but, uh, or as well as I would have liked, but it went as well as I expected.
0: Sure. So. I sometimes go to the grave of Don Knotts
2: for advice. <laughs> the I, incredible Mr. Uh,
0: always come away happy. So.
2: <laughs> well, because I'm, worst case, you could realize... I'm still alive, not, not so
1: much. I just happened to have walked over uh, Milton Berle's star for the first time a couple weeks ago and realized that despite what everyone says, it's the same size as everyone else's star. I think I think there's some uh, some shenanigans going on in Hollywood. I had never
0: heard that rumor, that his star was bigger. That his
1: star was bigger? He'll tell you. He'll tell you it was much bigger. He'll, sh- he'll show you. He'll show you how big his star is.
2: Right. Ooh. So anyway, yeah, so, so that was really a, a, a deep and meaningful personal journey of self-discovery. Um, but now I'm ready to do something that's horrible. So let's, you know, let's...
1: Yeah!
2: Yeah! I am the and yeah, the You shut your mouth! How can you say I, I the wrong way. I am you and I need to be loved like
1: everybody else. Oh. My name is Lizzie Pilcher, and when I'm not shopping for futons, I'm listening to the Shaky Town Radio hour. So we have a very special guest with us today on our bicentennial reunion.
0: Yes, I'm excited today we'll be talking with Ade Brookshire. Who's starring in
1: the man, the lamp, and the two for one special?
2: Very exciting. We got a lot to talk about. We have we have a lot of business uh, to to work on. Um, I, I don't know what we're gonna do about Brody.
1: Stormed out of his own house. Yeah.
2: Well, but you know, at least he left, and we can come back and use it. So, <laughs> well, I think we need to. We we really need to uh, have a you know. If we're going to start this from scratch, the tabula rasa, the clean slate, as it will, uh, I think we need to have a, a, a bit of a confession for uh, our, our listeners. To shake an
1: Etch-A-Sketch?
2: To shake, yeah, shake the Etch-A-Sketch. Yeah. To, to, to dangle the yarn to... Drive the tow truck into the hot tub. Drive, you drive the tow truck, yeah. We, we really need to separate the mayonnaise, is, is what I'm saying. Um, no. Really you know, we, we we can't really keep up the the charade. Uh, we we need to find a. Can we continue the costume ball? I don't think we can. I don't think we can. I think we're we're done. We're done shaving the ice ice sculpture here. It's, we're you know anything more, and I, I think we're 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 doing a disservice to our fans. Um, no, Gene, you know,
1: I'm not ready to carve this totem pole.
0: Somebody's got to juice
2: this biscuit. <sighs> Well, I didn't want it to be me, but I think it's time. Um, I can't look. It's 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 Brody. We we, we keep referring to, to Brody Foster Hubbard as our co-host. And, and really, he's a kind of a, an Alan Smithy, a construct, a, a Remington Steel, if you will.
0: A faux load-bearing wall. Yeah.
2: Um, the that character, the I mean... Admittedly, it's gone on for long enough that the character of Brody Foster Hubbard is, has really entered the, the public consciousness, um, you know, in as a, as a as an entity. So I feel kind of almost uh, I feel bad to, to kind of break everyone's uh, you know uh, concentration or, or, or uh, what, what am I looking for the phrase the monju construct Yeah, it, it's just
1: yeah. he's a um, he, a Healy tennis
2: shoe skate he is that's exactly that's exactly you hit the nail on the head as, so as usual um uh, you know he, he he was such an integral part of the show but but really a straw man um the writing was terrible for the character um but luckily uh we had a uh, we had a great actor um aimed, uh, uh brookshire from uh from uh, where's he from in England? Dorking. He's back in Dorking. Dorking. Um, I don't know how we're going to replace him, but I think what we should do is we should uh, get on the Shaketown Radio satellite phone, and uh, we should uh, do a direct hookup and see if we can't uh, convince Aid to, uh, um, to come back.
1: Yeah, get um, him. Get him via satellite. I
2: heard rumors that that for some reason he was deported. Um, I, I, when I called the Immigration and Customs uh, Service, they would not. They literally wouldn't talk to me about it.
1: I thought he wasn't allowed to leave England after that mascot theft shenanigan.
2: Yeah, uh, I, 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 I it's kind of. It's, um, in the, the months since the the show uh, last aired, I just I lost track of what was going on with it. I was on the journey of introspection, so. Um, but I think that's the only thing we could do, is is to try and recapture the. Uh, the greatness of that that uh, character, despite being a fictional construct, uh, you know, uh, Brody was an important part of the show. So we need to find a Brody, and why why not go for a the the Brodiest of the Brodies? Anything else would be just a pale imitation, in my opinion, my humble opinion.
1: I don't know. Can we can we convince him? Do you think he can be swayed?
2: <laughs> we need to talk to him. I, I you know what? I'm not going to hold out hope, but but uh, but I will. That's just me. I'm, I'm being an optimist here.
0: All right, on the satellite phone now, we are ringing Dorking, England.
2: Hello. Abe, can you hear us?
4: Yes. Yes, I can hear you just fine. Great. Hello. How are you?
2: Uh, well, I, I I suppose you know why we're we're giving you a call. Uh, you know, I've got uh, I've got Libby here. I've got Hi. Bob we got, uh, Bob Schreiner here. He yeah. Um, and, uh, we're, we're just calling first off. We're, we're getting the band back together. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's been a while. Um,
1: Gosh, after the last ice age, we're finally back together! Finally. Yeah.
2: Uh, hope, hope everything's doing good with you there.
4: Yes. I'm quite all right. I'm enjoying myself. I feel comfortable.
2: Alright, um, so would you be interested in coming back do some well, shows?
4: First off, you, what you must understand, it's, this is not on uh, account of myself being interested. Um, the other outside occurrences that take into account. Oh, yeah, because of that thing. It's, it's out of my jurisdiction.
2: And I... <laughs> Wow. I mean, I knew they used ankle monitors, but I didn't realize they still use ball chains. Is that an England thing?
4: That's quite charming. But um, in actuality, uh, I am an Iron Maiden 23 hours out of the day.
2: That seems cruel and unusual.
0: It seems at some point it's easier to just accept the patient request for, for extradition
1: no amount of bribery will let the uh, U.S. immigration let you back in, huh? I mean, that big gift you gave them, I thought that would have been enough.
4: Yes, well, um, there are some great differences between our two nations that uh, um, I wasn't quite aware of at the time. But... Over the course of the last six months, I've been a, a clear picture has been paint, been painted for me. So, um, if we could move on to the next question, please.
2: All right. Well, well, hang hang tight there. Um, I guess the only other thing that we could do is is talk to you, you know, about the Brody character you developed, and um, I it was always fascinating for me to. Uh, here, you know, week to week, how how it would change. Uh, sometimes radically within the same show, uh, mm. you know. I, I've I've got some questions about your method and your process, yes. and I'm sure that uh, that, uh, that Libby and Bob have equal um, you know depths. Yeah, I want to I want to
1: delve into the deeply creative mind of a great
2: great thespian.
4: Oh, thank you.
2: Excellent. All right. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, my first question, I think let's just open it up. Uh, You know, again, the Brody character was, uh, was brilliant, um, transcended the uh, material. Um, What was your, uh, you know, what did you draw from? uh, uh, What was your inspiration to, to create that character? And uh, what, what was the, the essential nub?
4: a lot of uh, American classic films. Um, a lot of uh, Charlton Heston. I really studied his, his the char- Charlton Heston's characters in most of his films, and then I went on uh, to um, delve into uh, the history of the man himself. So it, that icon... Uh, served as a great influence for me, and he, I believe it's apparent in the character. Um, in addition, um, I also took a uh, took a few weeks out of my time to uh, to um, do some hist- uh, research on uh, on the Native Americans, because that's what this the the country was was founded it was um, before. Well, we all know the history, but. um I really found it uh, intriguing uh, a particular character uh, by the name of Sitting Bull. And um, I spent most of my time just um, trying to understand where he came from and, and um, his interactions with his countrymen and the barbarism that he portrayed. And that's what I kind of tried to convey in, with the Brody character. Just that uh, that raw sense of, uh, of uh, battle-thirsty, bloodthirsty uh, barbarism cannibalistic at times
0: I guess for me it's, I, I almost want to take it back even farther I want, to, I want you to because I know you were so immersed in this character I want you to take me to the birth of Brody
4: and tell me about uh, the like. birth well it was a bloody birth I can tell you that much A lot of uterine lining. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, I isolated myself in a a bamboo shack out in, um, uh, just outside of, of Stocksville, uh, Montana. Montana, is that how it's pronounced? Montana. Um, for about three weeks. And, um... I listened to uh, to records, Neil Diamond mostly, and I thought that the, the the contrast between you know what I was putting into my ears and then what I'd been learning um, throughout watching the Charlton Heston films and reading about Sitting Bull would kind of you know create a good level-headed uh, approach for this character before coming into the studio. And it served well. It did, I think, and I, I believe the listeners, you know, feel the same way. Now I'm very
1: curious to know, just day to day aid, whether there was any sort of specific physical training. If you uh, gave yourself any particular dietary restrictions, you stuck to a particular sleep schedule, so that you could really immerse yourself in the Brody character.
4: But as far as a s- sleep schedule, there was no schedule. Um, I'm sure it's for you know you people being um, the Hollywood type you're, you're quite aware of uh, a lot of actors preparation for roles they, there's not much sleep um, involved uh, I slept not a wink for a good month month, month and a half worth before uh, stepping into the studio for the first time and thereafter uh, I think I probably collectively slept perhaps six hours a week um, during the uh, Throughout the duration of of our, of our shows, <clears throat> um, as far as dietary restrictions, I, I for the most part, fed uh, on uh, uh, flesh as raw as possible, um, most of which I, I uh, killed with my bare hands. Um, i had been when I was spent my time in the in the uh, in the bamboo shack. I uh, I um, had, had a stockpile of of uh, Rodents and, and smaller mammals and varmints here and there. So um, I, uh, I, oh, I brought a Coleman freezer, a cooler, with me. I forgot, I left that out. So I, you know, I kept, I kept the majority of my findings, my, my uh, trappings in there. The Coleman. Um, so primarily, yes, I, I just, I just fed on the, on these these small, you know, innocent creatures. Um, I feel like. Uh, not only uh, consuming them, but you know the act of of, uh, of trapping them and and uh, tearing their bodies apart helped helped with the role, you know, g- getting into the uh, into the character. Um, it, uh, I noticed uh, my skin pigment even changed color a bit. I know a lot of actors
2: use sense memory, mm. uh, and 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 you're you're no different. Uh, so, uh, can you can you describe some of the situations or uh, emotions that you tried to convey uh, uh, as part of uh, developing uh, the Brody character?
4: Yes, well, um, I think I was really trying to maintain a good uh, balance between this you know, physical brute of a character, you know, not only on the outside, but there was a side of the, of the personality that fit that description as well. A, a balance between that and um, some. Um, A man who had, uh, who had been a chronic bedwetter as a child. Because that's what I decided the character, part of his history was. And, um, if you'd noticed, if you remembered, um, there are plenty of times when we came out of the studio and I had left a small puddle in the seat. Um, but, uh, (coughs) and that's how I knew I was getting somewhere with my, with, with my, uh. With, with, with uh, relying on these emotions, you know, of a of a false history. Um, I, feel, I really feel like there ended up being a, a good deal of, uh, of um, I guess you'd say, uh, impotent rage, was built up. Um, and just honestly, me, myself, I hate finding that. You know, within the character and letting it spill out in the radio room was what ended up being quite cathartic in the end
1: now I'm curious did did you feel that in your interpersonal relationships like with your girlfriends and whatnot, that that you were really the Brody character with them or did they ever see the true aid
4: oh uh, yes um attempts were made um, one lover even was willing to, to try and, and uh, get along with you know, with me she understood that I had a character to portray and um, and this is all part of, of preparing for the role I was acting out in, in my day-to-day life so she was willing to try but it, it you have to understand that it's the uh, you know, such concepts um, come quite difficult to grasp by individuals um, attending secondary school.
2: Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis and uh, My Left Foot uh, refused to walk in those carried places and broke, uh, broke some ribs uh, by, by slumping over. Um, did you suffer any personal injuries or uh, uh, humiliations as a result of your complete dedication to, uh, to becoming uh, the Brody character?
4: Syndrome. Yes, but nothing that a you know, little bandage couldn't fix. Um, also, my American physician at the time uh, recommended that I undergo a colonic. I'm not sure if that was in any relation, you know, had any relation to the character. But um, we went ahead and did that.
1: And on that note, did you suffer any mental or emotional injuries that you feel have really damaged your psyche? Gosh, forever.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, when someone so successfully takes on a character, it's, it's sometimes a challenge to get out. Like Vivian Lee, for example, was, uh, was said to have had a difficult time showering for, you know, for the rest of her life after you know, the shower scene from Psycho. So I'm just wondering, you know, for you, is it is it possible to make a vegan cookie and not just feel terror? You know, tell, me, tell me what it was like to, to kind of escape
4: from Brody. Well, if I, if I was damaged from anything, it would be um, from having to put on this stupid accent for so long.
3: I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. I like apple pie
4: and baseball. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, damaged? No, I don't think so. If anything, probably uh, um, strengthened. You know, Irish blood, English heart. That's what I'm made of. Um, yeah, I don't think I walked out of this experiment with any battle scars, really. No emotional battle scars. Um, and um, I feel like that just goes you know, more towards the merit that, uh, of my acting prowess. Um, I would hope no, no fans would, would expect you know, to think less. By the way, Bob, I think you meant, um, you, mis, uh, you mislead the, that's a terrible pun, uh, Janet, Janet, I believe, is, is the uh, actress from Psycho. I think
1: Vivian Lee had a really hard time showering after Gone with the Wind.
4: Yeah, Janet, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always, it's,
2: yeah I, I think Vivian Lee had a hard time making dresses out of room, so. <laughs> Sorry, 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 we digress.
1: You know, both, both fantastic actresses, both. Very impressive, right. and we want to know: a, Did you have a hard time showering, or making dresses out of, uh, <laughs> out
0: of curtains, or showering with Vivian I or Janet <laughs> Leigh, or or, or Lawrence Olivier,
3: who was married to Vivian
4: Lee. Uh, well, what is it? I'm, I'm European. We don't shower anyway. Is that right? <laughs> I know. Is it we don't we don't floss our teeth? I believe that's what it is.
2: I, I, the only other question I really have is, have you told Brody's wife yet?
4: Uh, well, I have two answers for you. A, I think she already knew.
2: And B, I don't think she minded. Thank you, Aid. Uh, you know, I. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a bunch of goats and fireworks left here. Uh, I don't know if you want us to send them along. I don't we know if that'll exacerbate things.
1: Really appreciate your dedication to uh, all these many, 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 many years at Shaky Town Radio. Of yes. And um, hey, hey, buddy, stay out of trouble with the agriculture department.
4: <laughs> all right. Thank you guys. Thank you for calling me, and shaking me out of my slumber.
2: <laughs> you'll, you'll be missed. Godspeed. Cheerio. <laughs> You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at @shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the shaky town Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number.
4: This is Jane Espenson. If your town is shaky and has a radio, you're going to want to listen to Shakytown Radio Hour.
0: All right. We're going to take a moment to speak with uh, Shaky Town co-creator uh, and producer,
1: the namesake of the Brody character. Yes, Mr. Brody Foster Hubbard.
3: Hello, and thank you. Uh, he's great, by the way. Just he 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 drives me to tears.
2: I like how he took your voice down uh, a little bit out of the squeaky ring. Yes. It really made it sound more mad. Thank you. I more think
1: No, we're really gonna miss Aid. He was yeah. such a good Brody. Yeah.
2: It was, yeah. It was a
3: pleasure. Every time. Thanks for asking. What I've been up to is um <laughs> So here's here's the story. All
1: right.
3: Uh, there there were some difficulties the last few months with uh, just I wanna say part of it was schedules. Um I, I I don't know if we ever covered this on the podcast, but at one point I finally got myself a real semi-permanent job. I say semi-permanent because any job that's up in the air, really, in this economy. <laughs> Crazy, right? <rain. laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I kind of finally like dug my way into a, a, a job where I can actually like, where I have like a nameplate at my desk. <laughs> and like, although... Oh, they gave and what name, name does that say? Actually, Brody Foster however <laughs> to, be, to be fair, Megan actually paid for it and ordered it online for me. <laughs> and so, uh, so... I brought it in, and everybody asked, "Why do you have your nameplate on a desk?" But um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a gift from my wife. Well, happy so, that I have a real job so now. So it really good <laughs> in <instead> your <fire. laughs> So it
0: really could have anyone's name on it. It, could, it Just happens to be.
3: Happened to be
2: mine. You put yours. Does it, it slide out, or is it like permanent?
3: Yeah, out? no, it slides. Oh, so they can just replace yeah, it. They could.
1: Awesome. It'll make it much more dramatic when he leaves. Yeah, do, you, right. do you have a plant as well?
3: No, but the um, the nameplate has a cactus on it to represent my Arizona. Uh, heritage.
2: Does yeah. everyone have that, or is it just yours? Just it custom. Custom.
0: Had you considered a name on the back? You know, like the old James Bond secret license oh, plate, yes, or the transporter. I had an, uh, an office job in Phoenix where they gave us all name tags because there were so many of us, and I yeah. popped it off and on the back <laughs> made a Bryce Fist name tag. So in time, I became. If, my alter ego
2: <laughs> if ever I had a name tag or a nameplate it usually ended up saying Spartacus boy. some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and if I could get everyone in the places <laughs> to say Spartacus that was usually that'd one be one. good because they would be like I'm Spartacus <laughs> no I'm Spartacus no, I'm Spartacus
3: there was like this point during the summer um, where like Libby was out of town um, Bob you, you were out of town um, and Gene uh, you know you got sick I got injured, which will explain why <laughs> at yeah. one point. Um, well, yeah. I got
2: sick. I got sick, and I also got promoted. Yeah, yeah. Time. You the so manager. you've been
3: doing good as well. Work wise. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't. The eye.
2: If you can't see the eye roll, if you can't hear the eye roll that <laughs> on audio, then you don't have your audio turned up enough. Did right. they
1: gold leaf your uh, nameplate for you? They did
2: my nameplate, <laughs> nameplate. My right. nameplate. Actually, my nameplate at work has in, in, that I put on there myself, printed out and. In, in, taped on is the humongous, the Lord humongous, the warrior of the wasteland.
1: <laughs> the warrior of the wasteland?
2: Yeah. Excellent. DA TO Rock and Roll. There's a little too much. There was it was a little too much for my name but I didn't have I didn't use a small enough font. Ah. I wanted people to be able to read it. Right. When they walked by. Right. So I could have done it in like eight point font, but no one would read it.
3: Yeah.
1: I almost forgot I was out of town, but I was out of town twice.
3: Yeah, yeah, because you were—you uh, referred at the top of the show to the uh, pilot, and you were dealing with that. Wait,
1: I was out of town three times. Yeah, <laughs> I went to yeah, I went to Las Vegas to uh, do some work on the pilot. Yeah, and I went to Chicago to play at Second City in Chicago, yeah. and then I um, went to Seattle to pick up my '74 Beetle. Yeah, and swung by my brother. You talking uh, about um, a Paul McCartney? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I threw him in the back seat of my of my Volkswagen. Paul right. McCartney.
2: Fucking stop seeing you old
1: And he was my date to my brother's wedding, uh, in uh, the Sierra Nevada. As, as
3: pre-told in the Beatles song, when I when, when I am 74. When <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right, right, right. It's the same as when I'm 64, except
2: with more incontinence referred <laughs> to in the lyrics.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: and I also start pissing my pants.
0: dude, <laughs> dude. Whenever I so, see Paul McCartney, I just wondered if he ever sang "Hey Jude" to Heather Mills' leg.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <please. laughs> so, uh, no prosthetic not community is tuned out. Um, we apologize. Uh, if you are still with us, uh, thank you. Um, Bob, did Bob's stump speech offend offend them? <laughs> <laughs> um, I said leg. <laughs> now the way I got the job I have now was um, I was particularly helpful during the show, and the show covered MMA. And I think we talked about that at points um, during the podcast. Like, yeah, I'm working on an MMA show. And um, MMA, for those of you who may not be aware of it, is it's mixed martial arts. Right? It's a it's, homoerotic wrestling. <laughs> what it is is a, a hybrid of striking, grappling, takedowns. You know, based mainly Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, Muay Thai, which is a Thai style of kickboxing. But there's definitely American kickboxers. In an octagon. Um, yeah, it's in an octagon. Which I just learned this week. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> just learned that an octagon exists? She just learned yeah. what an octagon uh, is. She
2: just
1: learned Yeah, the I've been only dealing with decagons and higher. Don't, don't decagons. <laughs> Next week, let me, we'll explore the rhombus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <What? laughs> and, uh, uh, I you know for like a year uh, when I was working on the west side of Los Angeles, I would drive by a Krav Maga place. That's an Israeli uh, fighting form, uh, self defense form actually.
2: It's 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 really ass kicking
3: really <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I drove by West Side Boxing Club, and also just at, my my father was a, a kempo brown belt um, and was in tournaments uh, when I was really young and before I was born, so. I've always had an awareness of martial arts, and I did it for a couple of years when I was a kid. And uh, I wanted to do... I, I wanted I, I wanted to get back into something, some sort of form of exercise, fitness. I also was interested in self-defense, and also because of ways in which I am screwed up mentally, uh, I thought that it might be good to fight and and, and kind of test myself as a man, I guess. Uh, and so I, this is legit, I'm not joking, like I decided to pursue MMA. So that was going on during some of the production of uh, Shaky Town Radio. Um, and I'm actually, I, I also honestly wanted to write about the experience, and I wanted to have uh, something to present about what happens when a guy like me gets into that. Uh, it lasted a couple months before I got injured. Uh, I hadn't even gotten to the, the fighting part yet, I was just training. Uh, and just training the grappling part of it. I hadn't even gotten to the uh, striking really yet. And uh, I'll reveal all this in my, my upcoming in your, publication. In your tell-all memoir. Mm-hmm. Yes, that'll, that'll come out. Uh, we'll have more information about that in the future. Um,
1: Brody Foster Howard, the making of a man. <laughs> that,
3: that's what I should have called it. Um, so You should call it Brody Dick, because <laughs> you were like
2: Captain Ahab. <laughs> MMA is the likely one. Yeah, yeah. And you ended up with one leg. Is
3: I'm, I'm sorry. Did I did I spoil it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what MMA. That was Bob. Head. Yeah, Bob. Mills read was. He was. Digging in it. Uh, have I actually read Moby Dick? Yeah. Parts of
2: it.
1: Uh, see, it's the, it's the one book <clears throat> that I know the most about without having actually oh, ever right,
3: right,
4: read right. it. Yeah, I yeah. feel that way about Catching Fire. It's one of those. It's one
2: of those. It's one of those books. There, there's a couple books like that. Not to not to derail the conversation, but it's one of those books that I feel like I need to read, and I start reading, and yeah. then like like yeah, I feel after like I probably Call read the Ishmael, first the
1: first three paragraphs, yeah, maybe
2: the first couple chapters at least, and then it's like ah, I'm just kind of done with this book. Oof. So I need to be like in jail or something yeah. in order to read that.
1: Yeah. Well, next time you get incarcerated, I'll bring it to you. Thank
3: you, Bob. You've seen the business end of a side of bars. What do you? Yeah, think? yeah. I've been, I've been, <laughs> no,
0: I've been the <laughs> you're, no, you're no guest to of a few municipal sleepovers as well as uh, some in the county. And uh, when I was uh, when I was eighteen or nineteen, uh, when I had taken a Ronald McDonald statue and claimed to the media to be part of a, a larger a vegetarian terrorist syndicate. Uh, I was invited to stay over in the county jail for a little yeah. bit. And uh, one of my contributions to the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office jail library was a number of uh, Henry Miller and uh, Charles Bukowski books that I would, So I was on a, a little work furlough program where I would go to work and sleep at jail. Yeah. And uh, every day I would just purge books from my personal library by writing the initials of the that was on all the books, at MCSO. Yeah, I would just write them in Sharpie on the pages, you know, on the, on the opposite side of the spine from the book. So then, you know, because they would inspect whatever you brought in. Right. What's that? Ham on rye. Well, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. It's fine. So.
3: The it, only Bukowski I've ever oh. read. It
0: does bring me we'll some enjoy. joy to
3: know
1: that, you know. See, when you said the business side of bars, I assumed you meant the managing of taverns. <laughs>
3: no. <laughs>
0: no experience there. She's <laughs> no. um. not interested.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Too legit. <laughs> so, I uh what was the question? <laughs>
1: how did you hurt yourself?
3: Oh, that will be covered in oh. the writing. I but I will I, I so I won't tell you how, but I'll tell you what. It was my shoulder. Oh. Um I also actually like a week ago hurt my rib. But uh, I'm not in training of that sort anymore. Um, I've, I've since uh, put the MMA, Jiu-Jitsu stuff on hold. I might go back to it. Uh, we'll see. But uh, I'm doing CrossFit, which is just, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's strength and conditioning stuff. I, it's, a pretty, it's pretty cool the way it's designed, and I've, I've had a lot of progress there. And um, despite today, having... Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, well, no, today I competed in... Um, the finale of the whole life challenge where it was this thing where like at the beginning of eight weeks you you do this this kind of exercise, it's like burpees and uh, kettle bell swings and then eight, for eight weeks you have to have certain restrictions on the way you eat, like no corn, no soy, blah blah blah, and, and do workouts every day and then at the end of the eight weeks you do the same exercise again and then you see how your performance has improved. So I did that today. So you're
0: competing with people to not eat corn, amongst other things.
3: You're competing with yourself. Oh. It's all about your own progress. So. Although the person who uh, progresses themselves the best does get a prize, yes. Um, but I'm worried about how I did because I injured my rib at work. Uh, in my rolly chair going up to my desk too fast. <laughs> and I took a shot to the ribs. Wow, That's indeed. the sort of way I always got, hurt myself. You got beaten up by a desk. <laughs> which which immediately I was like, how did I ever think I was going to fight in a cage? And
2: you were like, oh, the desk
3: hurt me. <laughs> the desk hurt me. And I kind of see now that before I pursued MMA I should have uh, kept pursuing the CrossFit for about a year or two. <laughs> or started but,
0: training in an Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think...
2: The snirrels are really dangerous. <laughs> the uh, I, I think the problem is is when you're in the octagon, you you uh, you're, you're ready for it, but the desk can just jump out. No,
1: it just takes you by surprise. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. I always get injured by corners of walls. Yeah. Because because it takes way too long to go all the way, you know, to go past the corner, then turn and then go past the corner. I just try to cut it every time, and wouldn't you know, walls still don't move. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, though, uh, Brody, um, despite having to take a a pause for Mm -hmm. your injury, um, do you feel like you learned a lot? Do you feel stronger and more agile and
3: faster? I I do, you know, because not, well, I don't know. There was like other stuff going on Mm -hmm. uh, while I was doing that. I mean, there was the, the podcast was kind of put on hold. I was pouring myself into the trying to pursue this sport and uh, trying to, you know, keep writing about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was really, I fought really hard to get the job that I have now. Like I kind of had to campaign for it. Right. Um, uh, for reasons that are nobody's fault. It's just, you know, it's I, 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 I now do uh, quality control for a production company. And um, because of work I did on this MMA show and meeting The right people and and, and kind of them finding out, you know, about what I could do. Got that, but I kind of had to be like, hey, you know, I kind of campaigned for it. That was good, and I got it, but it wore me out. And so it's like, okay, now I'm... We
2: were working long hours.
3: Working long hours at the job, trying to recover from the injury, which I'm about done now with that. Um, Although now my brain hurts. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
2: Goddamn desks,
3: and also just kind of trying to spend quality time with my wife yeah. with you know which I, I just uh, you know a few years into a marriage you know like it's really easy to get lazy uh, so I was like you know I'm gonna make a concerted effort to like be the best kind of spouse I can be I know like a lot of people right now getting divorced and it's really like disheartening it's yeah. kind of like I don't and I've been through that once before in my life and when I, when I was really young I was like well I'm older now wise when I can do it better now yeah so um I I excelled in other ways like it's like oh wow like I'm 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 in the middle class now I'm being regularly paid <laughs> and I don't have to like scrounge work for a while and uh so that was good and then you know spending more quality time with with Megan was awesome yeah and then um but it wasn't really until like I got involved with the the CrossFit that I was so... like oh I can actually be physical and like lift weights and and do things and so I don't have to just accept that like I'm like you know i was never an athlete so i can't do anything with my body Blah. like no i can you know prolong my l- miserable existence by a couple <laughs> years you know uh, you know and so yeah i'm trying to stay fit and stuff so that's actually kind of become a passion of mine now
1: yeah that's outstanding yeah congratulations thank you yeah.
3: thank you i uh, i hope to run a 400 meter Less than ninety seconds. That's my what I'm working on now.
4: Oh, I hate the floor. That's twelve hundred
3: feet. For those of you who aren't socialists,
0: <laughs> for those for those who aren't here to ask, and I know are curious, you have since gone back to the desk.
3: Right? Yes, yes.
1: You tell <laughs> me where that desk is. He shivved
3: shiv the desk. Well, the it, it, it has it has my name on it. So oh,
2: uh, see, that's the problem, man. Yeah, it was yeah. hubris. Yeah, it was hubris. maybe maybe you
1: need to have that desk's name on you, yeah. and then.
2: Carve yeah. your name on the desk. Yeah. Wait, carve the desk's name <laughs> on yourself. <laughs>
3: <Right>. <laughs> and I want to make and clear, get it. I do want to make clear, like I have no uh, illusions that like I'm a tough guy. Like my whole experiment with this was like, what happens when somebody like me pursues something like that? And like, I'm glad though that I found, in the meantime, like, oh well, I can do this strength and conditioning stuff. And and get a little, you know, get stronger and have more stamina. Well, sounds
1: like going for it, you'll find, like, a happy middle ground that that you enjoy. Yeah,
3: yeah. Having seen,
2: I watched some MMA stuff. Uh, I've watched a couple fights. I I can't say that I'm a a huge fan or anything, but I, uh, um, when I was out on one of my excursions, a lot of my friends that I was with, they're really into it, so... Uh, one of the big fights was on and we watched some of it and I just wondered how I would do in a situation like that because the palpable waves of embarrassment and laughter that would come off of me as (coughs) grown men tried to grapple me and shove their face in my crotch Mm. um, uh, might actually I might actually be able to physically repel people with just the amount of like like contempt (laughs) because it does it seems it's like it, it seems very homoerotic with interspersed with periods of, of guys beating on each other. Yeah. It's like they hit each other, then they hug for a while. <laughs> then they hit each other, and they hug for a little while longer. And then eventually it turns into just kind of like
3: a hug. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like a weird mating dance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I talked even with y'all while this was going on, because Libby, you have done Muay Thai. Bob and Gene, you both said that, you know, you had some experience with boxing as, as teenagers. Oh, I used to do martial you... arts when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And... Bob, I remember that right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah, the like nice box. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I never had that. I had like the two years when I was a kid of right. So I wanted to try it. Sure. Um, so all that is to say, having kind of straightened things out in my life now, where I feel, um, I'll, I'll write more about the mental anguish in uh, a. <laughs> in <laughs> That's funny. you'll you'll see that in the publication. Um, I I referred to it once on the podcast where we were coming off a break, and you just heard me say. I think I'm going about ha- I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. Uh, and then Gene changed the subject. I am that's my job. That's what I'm here for. My head really hurts if I don't find a way on of here.
0: And then you found a month off. <laughs> yes, I did. With two more to follow.
3: Yes. That's right. Um but I don't know. Okay. I'm I'm interested in 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 getting back into the swing of things with the show. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean Gene and I have been doing it for uh 2 years. 47 years. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and Libby, the additions of, of Libby and Bob bringing in, you know, their awesome presents to it.
2: I thought you were going to say fresh blood because then I would be like, make it to a joke like, <laughs> I'm
3: going to bleed you. <laughs> um, Is and, that what
1: these leeches are about? Yes. <laughs> Leave the leeches on. I was, I was the concerned leeches. when we first arrived. Don't yeah. touch the leeches. But now it's just starting to feel yeah. euphoric. That's right, yeah,
3: I I, I kind of like being. Uh, I mean, there's a the lot of <laughs> no, no. I, like, I I could get used to uh being on this mic, and on uh, uh, the microphone. Yes, I've I've done all this behind the scenes stuff, but maybe it's time for Brody Foster Hubbard to be Brody Foster Hubbard. Or maybe it's time. It's old. It's a old <laughs> move,
1: but if uh if
3: well, you know, if aid were available, we wouldn't let you do yeah, it. Yeah, uh, let's. We'll,
2: we'll, I'll tell you what. You
3: know, we'll we'll, talk about we'll, it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll, gonna, we'll it see would make fun. sense in the pattern of my thrill-seeking behaviors, you know. I've been a, I've been a musician. That's true. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've been a, mm-hmm. a jiu-jitsu fighter, kind of. <laughs> desk, desk fighter. You flew with R.A.F. Veteran, veteran of the desk war. Perhaps podcast host is something I should uh, be pursuing for 2013.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's also speed Okay.
2: <laughs>
3: Um, well, we'll, well, we need to talk some, to some other people,
0: right.
2: but uh, you're shortlisted. Would we'll, work we'll call it. you. We'll call you. <laughs> if you've <laughs> ever
0: were experienced yeah. joy of a successful dovetail joint. Yeah. But that is pleasurable. All right. All right. Ever, you ever know, made a dresser for the one you love. Dados. Dados <laughs> are fun. Yeah. Anyway.
3: Anyway. Things on the horizon. Let's start with you, Libby. What do you have on the horizon?
1: Uh... Gosh, I'm working on a feature film that's Top Secret, but it's exciting. Cool. And, uh, top Secret, didn't
2: they do that about yeah,
1: yeah, that's the working title. <laughs> uh, and um, Unemployed Ninja, which you guys know is coming out as a graphic novel, but um, I also am chatting with some animation companies about...
2: Uh, I have, I have the, one of those stickers on the floor of my car right now. Yay!
1: Really cool. <laughs> about animating it for real. And I'm working with... Uh, act recordingly on YouTube to start producing some more fun sketch content. We put out uh, an animal style video and uh, have a new one coming out hopefully in like 10-ish days. That's a little bit my brainchild, but I had some awesome collaborators on it. And um, and always content on sneakyvarmint.com. Cool. Yeah, so that's what's going on with me.
3: Bob well, Shiner, you have any dates coming up?
0: No. I, um... There's available For those, available uh, for those <laughs> who've, uh, who, who don't know me intimately, uh, I've recently ended a, a relationship of employment with someone. And uh, I'm
2: on vacation.
0: And, uh, mm-hmm.
2: Are you on vacation or are you on staycation?
0: <laughs> I don't go to puns. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Isn't that, is it a pun uh, or is that a portmanteau?
0: I don't know. Ask
2: Katie.
0: Mm. Uh, damn but uh, yeah, so was, I was just in a job that took too much of my time, so I'm sort of not in that anymore. So it's sort of uh, recalibrating, and I've been writing a ton, and be doing uh, doing stand up a lot more in the days to come. And then uh, Ivan the Viking is hopefully gonna have like a, a twenty or so page um, offering sometime in the what I'll affectionately call the first quarter. Very cool. Next (laughs) year. Nice. very excited about that.
3: Very cool. Gene and I will have the podcast. We'll keep it strong. Um, Try to get on a somewhat of a regular schedule, but uh, just, you know, stay tuned to the normal places, shakytownradio.com, at shakytownradio on Twitter, Mm, in your night skies, look to the stars. Uh, Look within ooh.
2: yourselves, is what I want to say. I think that's Shake important. Shakedown lives within all of us. Yes. Um, that is the <laughs> most horrible thing I've ever said on the mic.
3: I've said horrible, horrible <laughs> things. Any any announcements I have about anything fancy coming out, I'll uh, you'll hear it here first because we appreciate you tuning in and and you're a fancy lad. Yeah. Fancy and, lad, and we have a fancy audience, so will they'll, they'll, they'll know first. Um. Well, anything else we want to say? I voted Libertarian. Of course you did.
0: Of course you did. I committed voter fraud.
3: Yes. Yes. <laughs> of course you
2: did.
1: I voted on the Washington State ballot, and now gay marriage and marijuana are legal in Washington. So if you want to get uh,
3: high end gay married,
1: go to Washington.
3: That's all thanks to Libby. All oh, thanks, to me. It was the deciding, there was one deciding vote. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure my vote actually probably hasn't even been counted because I voted that absentee. And, of course, I decided not to seek re-election this uh, cycle, so mm. Mm. I'm uh, back heads. on the civilian payroll. No, I mean, I'm, I'm back in the private sector. On the civilian payroll? I'm back in the mm-hmm. private sector. Um, what will happen next week? Or, what will happen on the next episode of Shaky Town Radio? I don't know. Neither do I? I just am the guy who edits the thing. Wait.
2: Well, hopefully we'll have a better brother.
3: Some <laughs> Something will be fine. <laughs> I mean, Sandy Duncan, that would turn down alright. We'll talk to, we'll, we're going to talk to some people. We got some people. You're yeah. on the short list. Yeah. Like. Um. trying to think of other shows where they I, did I that. I know a guy. Yeah. What? I like, like Sandy Duncan situation. Trying to think of what other shows that Sandy Duncan situation.
2: Um... Uh, what the one with one eye?
3: Step by step did okay without that uh guy after he got arrested for. That's too dark. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> well, yeah, you started. I you were
0: just begging to get replaced by Rory Culkin.
3: <laughs> well, are you talking about
2: Dick York Dick Sergeant Village thing?
3: Oh, there's that too. Mm. Mm. Choose your narrow needs. Yeah, first Dick,
2: Dick first Dick York and Dick Sergeant. First Dick York and Dick Sergeant. Just remember, you have to keep it straight.
0: It's not at all really, well, very slight tangent since Larry Hagman was on I Dream of Jeannie. There's a great uh, pilot that never got made, and I don't know why, but it was uh, Larry Hagman's first like, on-camera work was in a pilot called Where's Everett, where <laughs> a young New York uh, a, like, executive finds an invisible baby. What? <laughs> <laughs> so from there it goes.
1: Yeah, why didn't that ever get made? <laughs>
2: Put a fucking Bella? Right? What Jesus! I movie mean, <laughs> doesn't. Are the clothes turn invisible too? Like, Wait,
1: how did he find it? Yeah, there's a. Co- <laughs> he
2: kicks it like just like walking along. Oh. He's going yeah. to get a newspaper in the morning. But yeah, so it's like that didn't
0: get made yet. There's a <laughs> Conan's
2: movie. Well, oh, come on, culture. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's but there's also thirty years, uh, twenty years separating because thirty years separating Conan's from from later answers. Yeah. We should talk about Saturday night
4: live movies at some point. Hello, this is Adam Brooks, and when I'm not practicing my British accent, I'm listening to Shaky Town Radio Hour.
3: Earlier you heard a Smith song called How Soon Is Now? But you heard the version by the Meat Men that's available on the tribute album The World Won't Listen. And the song you heard at the beginning of the show and you'll hear at the end of the show, I have to give a special thanks to the band I Heart Hiroshima. I love the song. It's called Shaky Town, and I've been wanting to use it on the show since before the show was even on the podcast air. Uh, Thank you guys so much for letting us use the song. Uh, And I believe the letter uh, actually said that we were uh, given permission to play it until the wheels come off. Uh, So that's what we'll... Continue to do. Thank you so much. This has been a heavily edited episode of the Shaky Time Radio Hour. I want to thank uh, my uh, co-star from Well of the Beast, Adam Brooks. Uh, he uh, is in the movie Millennium Bug, as well, and you can check him out. Is that a bug that's a thousand years old? You'll just have to watch the movie and find out. Or look on the internet. <laughs> Will that
0: affect my computer?
3: <laughs> You're getting close. You're getting closer the plot. So we'll, we'll see you next time. Uh, until then, I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Oh, if we can't find a replacement.
2: I'm Gene George. I'm Bob Schreiner.
1: I'm Libby Ward. Thanks for joining us on Shaky Town Radio.
2: It's been like a million years, right? It's
1: been like a million years.
2: It's <laughs> snake's
4: Bloodthirsty, blood thirsty, uh, barbarism, cannibalistic at times. <laughs> this is fucking nonsense. Sorry, but Sorry. it might be funny.